Essence uh, Festival in New Orleans. His name is Keith Jacobs. This is someone you definitely want to know. He's going to be around for a long time. Then in uh, Hot Topics, we're talking about everything. BET Awards, the recap of that. We're talking about um, Tristan Thompson not liking the way he was portrayed on Keep Up the Kardashians last night. Uh, they made him come off the suicidal. Then LeVar Ball. Everyone's been talking about was his comments to the uh, sportscaster, female sportscaster, was inappropriate. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what Miss Parker thinks, thinks about that as the only female on the panel. All that much more. Uh, one of my all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram, and of course our official website, thestevenightshow.com. You can also check us out on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Just go to our website, stevenightshow.com. Listen, when we come back, Hot Topics, right back after this. Just the other day, you turned and walked away Left you all alone, heart full of pain Never said goodbye, left you there to cry Broken down, standing in the rain But wipe all your tears away Cause I can't save the day Gonna embrace the pain The hate Tears rolling down your face You know I'm coming over to make sure you're okay You don't have to wait I'ma save the day Call me Superman You will always say You're on my way Girl, I'm on my way. You must have seen it all along. He was a fool to do you wrong. But it's okay. I'm here to stay. So stay strong and move on. Cause I wanna be your man. Gonna wine and dine and show you I love you. Make all your dreams come true. Tears rolling down your face You know I'm coming over to make sure you're okay You don't have to wait I'ma save the day Call me Superman You'll be always slave Girl, I'm on my way I'm 
never let you down when you call on me. I'll always be around if you let me be the man you need. Baby, I'll fulfill your fantasy. Wipe all your tears away. Cause I can't save
This is Greg Penn, and you're rocking with the Stephen Knight Show. Okay, bye. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Miss Parker, how's it going? Happy Monday. I'm a little tired, but I'm here. <laughs> yes. How was your weekend? You were in the beautiful uh, city of Miami, huh? Yeah, I spent a weekend in Miami. Got back this morning and um, just trying to recover. It was really hot. Yeah, I heard. And they've had, mm-hmm. um, they've had a few weeks. In, I'm sorry, a few years. So we struggled. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> and get through um, the weekend. But it was fun. We had a great time. That's good. That's good. Yeah, when my friends was down there, he said, I told him you were there. He said, she picked the wrong weekend. It is hot. <laughs> he said, it is hot here. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah the pictures look good. Like, y'all did have a good time. So, that's good. Good to get away. Um, my weekend, I didn't do a whole lot. I um, hung out here and there. Friday, I just watched Netflix um, and, you know, stuff like that. I didn't do a whole lot. But it was a good weekend. It's always a good weekend. I have to deal with this job. <laughs> Chica Evans, how was your weekend? My weekend was good. It was a working weekend. I, I don't know if you guys know. You probably know from social media, but I started a business. Uh, I'm officially Magic Hands. Oh yeah, uh, massage therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had, had some clientele over the weekend, and I absorbed some Stephen Nitro content uh, awesome. this weekend. That's dope. But I do want to get with Miss Parker because I'm I want to go to Barbados, and I know that she's been mm-hmm. and she has connections there. So Miss Parker, we need to talk off air. Yeah, definitely. Let me know. About it. I will. When you had an uh, I would like to go next year. Yeah. That would be nice. I want it to be kind of a big job. I want to stay for for a minute. Yeah. Okay. That would be nice. Congratulations on the business, too. Yeah, congratulations. Okay. Thank it's, you. Thank it, you. Thank it's you. called Magic Hands? Yes. Hashtag Magic Hands. And where can people um, find out more information? So I, I've been accepting clients via um, DM. Okay. So you can DM me on Instagram or even Facebook if you're following me. Or if you're not following me, please follow me. I'm everywhere, Chike Evans, or at Absolutely Chike. And you can DM me, and we can talk, you know. I'm very, very cheap. I'm cheaper than all competition, and I'm not just saying that. I really, really am. Because I, I believe that this type of therapy, therapy should be available to everyone. Yeah. It's necessary. That's true. That's true. And, um, yeah, just look me up. Hashtag Magic Hands. Absolutely, Chike. You can DM me. I even have. I'm not. I'm boasting now, and I'm tooting my own. I have a couple of gold medalists as clients. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I'm highfalutin. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Best. Thank you. Thank you. Congrats for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, our question of the day is: Are you a risk taker, Miss Parker? I think I'm a pretty balanced person in making decisions. I think I, as older. Not the older, but the more I grow as a person, not not just age, but as a person, I think that I um, am more considerate of, of everything for making a decision. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a balance, and it's, I can also be, I take calculated risk, I think. I think I'm yeah. not, it's thought out, but it, it's not very impulsive. Yeah, yeah. That's me. I'm not much of a risk taker. I mean, I will take certain things, but nothing like bungee jumping, or I'm not going to do all that. I mean... They just had a, um, I saw it on the news, this made me think of the question, there was a plane that was carrying some people to go bungee jump, and the whole plane crashed, 11 people died. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
My thing is, I'm not going to do anything that I, that I know there's a chance I can die. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Jumping out of a plane. Uh, but no, I'm not doing all that. What about you, JK? Oh, go ahead. So wait a minute. I, I need a little clarity because you you said a risk taker, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, with, from the example that you just mentioned, that's that's being a daredevil. That's not yeah. really a risk taker. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only risk that I've... The, I won't say the only, but the biggest risk I t- I've taken was moving to Atlanta with no job. That was the biggest risk I've I think I've that's taken. that's more of a risk. Yeah. Yeah. That's more of a risk taker. Yeah. Well, I, I, I would consider being a daredevil risk taker. That's kind of risky. You don't think so? But I, but I do. I think I, I think to me they're different forms of risk taking to me. Um, but like, okay. but like for me, the biggest risk I've taken was moving to Atlanta without a job. Um, that's a good one. And because, yeah. because you know, back yeah. in Virginia, I had my job, I had my own place, I had, my, you know, everything was just, was already set the way I wanted it. And, but I knew I wanted to relocate. And so once I de- determined it would be Atlanta, you know, I came down here for an interview and it was going very well. And they told me, well, just cause me to get back. And I'm like, no, it would have been better if I knew I had the job, but I ended up getting it. But it, but um, that was a risk for me, you know, just picking up and moving everything. So, yeah. That was a, that was a calculated risk. It was. Because I'm sure that you could, you cushioned yourself when you went down there. You just didn't go down there and, right. you know, yeah. you're right. Very true. Very true. Yeah. What about you? Um, I would say that I would, I would be a calculated risk taker as well. However... The older that I get, and you get this with age, um, you can bet on yourself for sure because you know you're better than anyone. Right. So sometimes I will take risks betting on myself knowing that I'm going to succeed mm-hmm. because the only thing standing in between the success is me. Yeah. So, yeah, I will take a risk betting on me. Okay. Okay. All right. I.e. starting a business. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tweet us at home, Steve and I show SHO, and let us know, are you a risk taker? All right, so last night, BET Awards, 2019 BET Awards, some of the highlights, um, Cardi B and Offset, they opened the show with their uh, with a medley of their song, Clout, and then Cardi B's new song, Press. Uh, Regina Hall was the host. I thought she did a great job. She was the host. Um, and I thought it was interesting because... I really don't know her personality. Like, I've seen her in interviews, but it, I didn't get to see her personality. But when she hosted, you got to see a lot of her that you I don't think you typically see. Um, people were saying the highlight of the show was Little Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus performing their number one hit, um, Old Town Old Town Road. Um, it had everyone on their feet. Lizzo, who is a um, breakthrough artist, she performed and did an amazing job as well. Rihanna surprised everyone by um, delivering a heartfelt introduction to Lifetime Achievement Award winner uh, Mary J. Blige, who took the stage and performed a medley of her greatest hits, My Life, No More Drama, Real Love. She brought out Little Kim for I Can Love You and brought out Method Man for You're All I Need. And then she ended up with uh, Just Fine. The Exonerated Five, formerly known as Central Park Five, they uh, took to the stage and shared a powerful message about the value and importance of truth. Um, then they introduced uh, her and YBN Corday. Uh, DJ Khaled performed with Meek Mill and, Jer- and Jeremiah. Taraji P. Henson presented uh, uh, Tyler Perry with the Ultimate Icon Award. And then uh, Nipsey Hussle's family accepted the award for him. He got a humanitarian 
Award for his commitment to unifying communities through peace. Um, nice. And then uh, John Legend, DJ Khaled, and Marsha Ambrose, they performed a song in his honor. Did you watch? What were your thoughts? Unfortunately, I haven't seen it, so I'll let you guys have this one. Um, okay. Some of the clips, Mirab are great. Yeah. Um, but I haven't seen any of the performance at all. Okay. Chica? Uh, honestly, I saw clips. I did not watch it. I was too busy watching stuff for tonight's movie review. <laughs> right. <laughs> Actually, um, I went to a watch party yesterday, and um, I saw. I watched them until right after Exonerated 5, um, but Mary killed it. She was a little horse. You could tell she was a little horse, but she made up for it. I mean, her energy, and everybody knows it for her dancing, you know, they, go Mary, go Mary. But it was it was actually <laughs> not bad because she had some of these background dancers doing the exact same thing. So it looked, it was cool. It was cool. But I, it was crazy when I Can Love You came out, but came on. I said, I said it'd be crazy if Lil' Kim came out. And all you saw was her come down to, uh, just come on the stage, and Method Man came out on the stage. Um, it was. It, I thought she did an amazing job, and I think that um, it's overdue that she receives this kind of award. I, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine about um, about uh, what's her name that hosted um, Regina Hall, and how people don't realize that you know Regina Hall, Taraji P Henson, and people of that caliber, they've been in the industry for years, twenty years or so, yeah. and they're just now yeah. getting their due. You know, by hosting award shows and stuff like that. So I'm glad that they're still able to do that. Uh, I mean, they're getting this, getting these opportunities um, and everything. But I thought it was a good show overall. I really thought it was a good show. Now I heard. Uh, I, 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 I was going to say. What you say? You hope it gets better. I say it seems like the BET awards are getting. Better. Yeah, they're getting better. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like for them to do a um, an anniversary. This is I'm giving you an idea, BET. An anniversary of the BET Awards, but with highlights from every single last award. Because mm. in the beginning, when they first started, they used to really kill it. Yeah. And then, you know, they kind of went down, but now they're coming back. They're back up. Well, let me tell you about this. So John Singleton's, um, he has a daughter, and his, um, the mother, I don't want to call her baby mama because I want to reduce her to that, but the mother, she um, took to social media after the awards and felt slighted that they didn't give um, him this type of uh, tribute that they gave Nipsey Hussle. She said that, um, you know, BET plays nothing but his movies. Um, and she said pretty much the movies they play on BET are mostly John Singleton movies. And she said, I, she said, I get it. This is not the 90s. And so Nipsey Hussle is more important. I mean, it's more popular. And so they did it for ratings. What do you think about that? Um, I didn't see it, but I, I've heard that I heard other prominent black people say that. You know, John Singleton is a is a legend. Um, mm-hmm. Regardless of whether or not his his movies from the nineties, he was the first um, uh, director to give black actors and actresses, models, yeah. singers a platform um, as far as being in the movies. So um, I think that maybe paying more attention to that. The award show was pretty long. I'm sure they could have put out a few more minutes to do something more impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm glad she expressed that. I don't think it was it was rude or disrespectful. It's, it's a, she seemed to have expressed it in a respectful way. Um, and I think it's something to think of, you know, moving forward if somebody else was to do a tribute. He is a, he, he is a, a historical legend. Yeah. Uh, someone who's going to be written out for years, generation, regardless of 
of, of anything, um, his movies are timeless. And, mm-hmm. and so um, it had a huge impact on, on, on our culture. And I think that um, it would have been well-deserved. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts, Chica? Uh, I agree with Miss Parker, but I just ha- I have a question. How what is the time frame of uh, Nipsey Hussle's death and John Singleton's death? John Singleton's death um, is, death is pretty recent. Oh, that's it. Yeah, it would yeah. be a month. If yeah. Death. Okay. Because I was going to say that they probably will do something later on because of the time frame, and also um, BE Awards. If you really think about it. They kind of gear all their stuff to music. Yeah. They don't really gear it to other things, thing else. And that's maybe why they didn't include him. But be sure and know that he's going to get an NAACP award. I know that for sure. People were also talking about how um, they were kind of clowning Molly Cyrus because Billy Ray Cyrus, as you know, teamed up with little Nas X and how he made his debut on um, the BET Awards and everyone it was well received and you know it, everyone just enjoyed the performance and how she has tried to get into black culture but she's never been invited to BET Awards and they said part of the reason is because she her twerking and all that it was kind of like she was not making a mockery of it but it just came off as annoying and so the fact that your father made the BET Awards before you, before you people were talking about that online as well but yeah Anyway, I thought it was good, and most of the performances are on YouTube, by the way. All right, so South Bend, Indiana. I'm sorry? You said something, Ms. Parker? No. Okay. South Bend, Indiana mayor and Democratic president candidate, uh, excuse me, uh, Pete Betterjee, um has enjoyed the fruits of the mainstream media's um, you know, praise over his campaign and, re- campaign and rhetoric. Um, but back home, it's not the same. It's been a little more than a week since South Bend Police Sergeant Ryan O'Neill killed Eric Logan for allegedly refusing to drop a knife. He said that uh, that the young man was ca- uh, carrying, the gentleman was carrying. Um, but no one really believes the story because the sergeant didn't have on his um, body body camera. So folks in South Bend, they're frustrated with. Um, the way the civil rights are in that area, um, they're saying how the same amount of resources is not given to um, the areas that are predominantly black. They're saying that they only have like, out of all the police officers, they only have like 13. And the numbers actually decreased under mayor, um, under mayor, this mayor's, um, um, you know, while he's mayor. And so they've been having rallies and he, you know, he stopped his campaign to go home and address these things. But it's a lot of backlash and a lot of people are just coming at them. So they're wondering if he if he become would he be able to get the black vote because um, they're saying he's having a hard time in his own community. But he would do a national scene. What are your thoughts on that, Ms. Parker? Um, I know I, I think he has some great ideas. I think that was good. The candidates, he's probably some of one of the top players. Um, I do think that he is, he does need to need to address the situation um, in the city in which he is mayor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he needs to um, be able to prove that he can be a leader in that city, in that environment, and, and, and that he can make things better for the people in that city before he takes on um, America's problems. Um, 
and I think you know I think that they were pretty pretty harsh on him, um, and I you know and, and rightfully so I think um, because being the politi- being a politician you're going to have audiences or, or challenge that challenges your views and also challenges what you've done in their community since you've been representing them as as a community. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think that he was caught off guard and 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 I have not seen that because I've I've seen him take on. Trump supporters. I think he's ready for those type of conversations, but he's not ready for tough conversations surrounding race. I think that's the only time I've ever seen him call off guard, and he was, and because he was called off guard, he came across very dismissive. And I think the worst thing you can do as a leader is is to come across dismissive, because what that does is it takes the trust away from the people who are who you're supposed to be leading, and they feel unheard. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how he's going to navigate around that. But I think that their questions were valid. If they live in a city in which he's the mayor and things haven't changed, so to have someone who you feel is supposed to be representing and leading your city and hasn't made much of a change to you and your community now want to be president, um, their questions and concerns were valid. But I do think, as far as you know, the presidency, anyone's better than Trump. Right. Yeah, that's true. There. Very true. Chica. Yes, Lord. Um, hmm. Uh, I think that he, he speaks very well, and um, I do like some of his ideas. But I think at the end of the day, uh, what people are going to want is relatability and experience. Mm-hmm. And he's just a little too young. That's what I'm wondering. To is he it, too I mean, young? He's 37. Do you think he's too young for this job, for the president? I, I think he's too young. Mm. I, I really do. I really think he's too young. But I do like the fact that um, he he is young and he has bright ideas. Maybe the next go around, yes. But one of the, the key things and why people are into him is because that he is gay, so he's a minority. However, he's still a Caucasian male mm-hmm. in this country. And he cannot relate to the plight of the African-American people. And... He may understand um, injustice from from bigotry. He may understand that, but he needs to handle this situation the right way if he wants to continue with the African American supporters. Yeah, this is important. You know, they had there was a um, a young um, activist who lives in South Bend. He was on CNN today, and he said that these issues have been going on in South Bend for years, and the fact that the reason why it's making headlines is because the mayor is running for president. He said, but if, if that's why I think people came out in such big crowds and they were kind of angry because they wanted to get their message out. This is what's happening. And because now the press is there in their town because of the mayor, you know, that was the opportunity to speak out. But yeah, he definitely has to address that because, you know, the black vote is huge. And if he doesn't get that, then he's not going to win. Not only the black vote, if you can't win your hometown, yeah, how are you going to win the country? Yep. All right, well, switching gears, um, yesterday was the season finale of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, um, and Chloe claimed that Tristan threatened to harm himself on the on the show, uh, pretty much saying that uh, he said that he said that I don't want to live without you. Apparently, he is pissed off because of the way it came across on the show, like he's suicidal, and he's getting calls from um, people at an NBA, you know, the um, executives as well as friends and family. And so, you know, he's apparently pissed off at Chloe for 
airing that like that, like, you know, I was going to kill myself. Would you be mad if you were him? You know what? I think Tristan has a right to be mad about anything. You don't call someone pain, threaten to kill yourself, and then want to control how they react. Um, I, you know, I, I, just, I just think he's just, he needs to grow up, and he needs to, uh, he's one of those people who's very selfish, you see. Um, everything is about him. Even during that period when he was texting about, he, he knows that she is, the thing I like about the Kardashians, and I think what their audience appreciate about them is, they don't edit their lives. They show everything, they show the bad, the good, the ugly, and they show even when they're in fight with each other. So mm-hmm. he knew that going into it. You know what I mean? They, they just don't. They don't edit anything. They put all of their lives out there. Now, she could have gone through this whole season without even mentioning anything with Tristan and what happened. But that's not who they are. That's not how they move. That's not what their show is about. They're very transparent in my eyes. So he should have known that, that if you text somebody that, okay, well, I'm going to harm myself, you should have known that that was going to come out somehow. And I don't think it's her responsibility to try to edit how he looks anymore. He, you, don't, you don't get to tell someone how to tell their story that you put yourself in and harm them. You know what I mean? If you want, your, if you want to be, there's a quote that says, if you want to be looked at in a good light, behave that way. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be looked at the way you behave in people's lives. Period. That's true. That's so true. So not bad for him. I feel. I feel like you know. I, I did watch the episode today. I've missed like the last three or four, but I saw online that um that the episode aired. It's not the finale, uh, by the way. I saw there was another episode after that. Um, okay. But it aired. So I searched it today and I watched it. And Chloe has was so graceful in that episode. She even told Jordan. Um, that she loved her in one of the text messages. She, you know, she knew that she was scared. Um, I just want you. I just want the truth. I'm, not, you know, I just want to know what happened. I love you. You've been a part of our family. Just kind of reassuring her that I may be upset, but I still need you to tell me. Um, and I don't think she, I think she handled it with grace. Uh, it made me even see her more as she's a very compassionate person. Um, and so even when he was after he did all the stuff he did she called to make sure one of his friends go by the house to check on him to make sure he was okay I mean like so now you're going to be upset because it came out that should be the least of your concern mm-hmm. you heard this person to their court and you're concerned about how you look on TV and how it's going to affect your job you didn't behave that way when you were doing the things you did you weren't thinking about your job or your family you know so uh, anyways he's, that whole situation is dismissed uh, but I do want to touch on the Jordan part because, you know, when, when everything came out, because we didn't know Chloe saw the story, everyone, especially black women, which I can't understand why they hate the Kardashians so much, because a black man chooses to be with somebody who is not black, you don't blame the woman. Now, yeah. You don't blame anybody. Yeah. Because my thing is, if he wants her, he doesn't want me, so what's it to me? Right. But you don't, the, the, they act like white women are going, kidnapping black men and making them sleep and have babies with them. Mm-hmm. Men are making the choices. Right. So, I don't see why there's so much hate towards women who date black men and prefer a black man when the men are the ones making the choice to be with these women. So it seems like an internal issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one. But secondly, um, when, when everything came out, everyone was on George's side. And I remember telling people just, to, you know, don't pick sides. Of course, the, she's young. She made mistakes. We all made mistakes. She's 21 or something. We've all made mistakes in our early 20s, late teens, whatever. Um, but hear her out. We, you know, if you want to form her opinion, wait until everything comes come out. Um, but I do think that 
you know, as, I think I do think that one with Jordan, um, things happen sometimes to push us outside of our comfort zone so that we can the worst things that happen to us can be the best thing that happens. To yeah, us. it's true. Because now she's on her own, she's able to make moves on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, I think her, I think her, her purpose and 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 the Kardashians' lives and theirs and hers have been served. And sometimes that purpose doesn't look good. It doesn't. It's not. It's not going to come out looking like roses and, and you know and, and and gold. But your purpose has been served. You've been her friend. Whatever your pur- that purpose was, and bring you guys this far. And that purpose in your life may have been getting you your shine that you needed to make your own move. Yeah. And she seemed to do be doing better on her own and stuff, depending on them for survivor as far as giving her job. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one good thing that came out of it. So. I think that, you know, the whole situation was very, you know, when, once I watched the episode, I felt, I felt horrible. I texted my friends, my girlfriend, somebody on the plane, and I texted, I said, I really feel bad, bad for Chloe. Because I, I can imagine how uh, somebody who you consider a sister, and then she's already was going through a lot with Tristan. Her, she, I mean, she was completely broken. I felt horrible for her. And she, she seemed like such a good person, but she chooses people, men especially, who are not who take her kindness and her goodness, I think, mm-hmm. for granted. Um, but that's not fun. I watched it today and just, it, it really bothered me, that whole episode about Yeah. Well, I see it as you already know the Kardashians have a reality show. They've had it for years. I mean, everyone that they've dated has been on the show or been married with. So, right. I mean, it's like not a it's not a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When she was going through it with um that talk that guy uh what's his name he used to play for Atlanta too that's that's the player that she married very briefly oh yeah uh-huh. they showed her, show her locked in the bathroom boohooing because she she felt like she made a mistake marrying him they showed her yeah Kim like, having a breakdown mm-hmm. Kim yeah like, having a breakdown so it's like they show everything it's a very transparent show um, yeah and so I just don't understand how you. You want now for them to be like, okay, well, we're gonna make sure we cut out everything, Tristan. No, because you lie, you made your bed, you have to lie. That's true. That's true. Chica, any thoughts? Honestly, I'm just stuck on the fact that yet another man that was married to that woman tried to kill himself. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Why is that happening? I don't think it has anything to do with her. I think I think that's unfair. I think that's very unfair to, to, to put like that on I didn't put it on her. I'm just trying to understand. I mean, is it the men that she's picking? Is it? Because yes. that's kind of like she, strange. She picked very, she picked very broken men. Um, and it, it, from from what they have shown, you know, we have to let people take responsibility for their actions. He cheats on her every chance he gets. I mean, like here is a woman who is bending over backwards. No, no, obviously, I don't know. She's not. She, we can all say she's not perfect because no one is. Right. But just from watching the show, she cares. Like, she really wanted her family to work. Like, she's one of those people who almost to a fault too desperate to have this ideal family, probably because Kim has it. Yeah, so she, yeah. She over backwards and probably disabled these men to be the way they are. Almost mm-hmm. so. To the point where they're just, like, reckless. Because he has a, you know, these are people who are making choices bad choices and it just happened to be with someone who was famous but she she definitely has uh, her picker is off yeah I, I I would like the whole Kardashian team to walk on over to own and go visit Ayala and <laughs> sit down and talk about those issues and why that is happening be a good idea 
Well, let's take a quick break and come back with a little bit more hot topics right back after this. I was 17, with a pair of 23, used to care about the flashy lights. I used to want to be like Usher, practice in the mirror, just when I used to fantasize. With college, I would go to it, girls, I really know you, frontin' when you go for real. With that minimum wage, I was minimum saving, studio money still. Now I'm on the road, for real. All I know for real Do everything you have to Life it don't wait for you Any second could go for To be alive, chasing my genius time. I want you. I used to be scared to. I used to be scared to follow my heart. Cause what were the chances that it could happen for someone like me? Someone like me. Now I choose to see, choose to dream, choose to be, choose to see. Cause when it's all over, how you gon' want the world to remain?
never been one to hate, but when I think of all you did when you was all up in my crib, it kinda made me feel away. Now I feel away. I had to Wanna never let you hit the ground But you was really kinda selfish Should've known you was a clown You was real sneaky with it Always going through my phone I hope you found what you was looking for Cause now I'm really gone And I'm never looking back now Cause that shit was whack You was really talking crazy Even tried to call me lazy You forget who feeding you You forget who getting food Should've let your ass off Cause I wasn't in the mood But I tried to play it cool Then you thought I was a fool Trying to be someone you're not Checking in for the one time, and this is my new single, Saucy. You heard it here first on the Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. I want to remind you we're all over social media Facebook, Twitter, Google, Instagram, and of course our official website, thestephennightshow.com. You can get your t shirts, learn more about us. Uh, check us out also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Just go to our website, stephennightshow.com. All right, so uh, it was an announced um, today. That according to TMZ, Tia Marie was arrested in New York for driving while intoxicated. Now, cops allegedly pulled Tierra over early Saturday morning after seeing her coming out of out of the Midtown Tunnel into Queens in a Dodge Charger with sparks flying from under the car. After the authorities pulled her over, the Love and Hip Hop uh, star they noticed that in front of the car the wheel was gone and the bumper was dragging. That was causing the sparks. She was ultimately arrested and booked for DWI and driving without a license after allegedly having a tr- trouble standing and smelling of alcohol. She's currently in police custody, uh, waiting arraignment. Now, 
her nemesis, arch nemesis, uh, Fifty Cent. You know, apparently he owes she owes him thirty thousand um, dollars in a when she lost a revenge porn case against him, and he's been heckling her online about wanting his money. And so he posted the art. He posted the headline on his Instagram and put Jesus take the wheel. A bitch drunk. Still want my money Monday, dirtbag. What are your thoughts? I feel you know. I, I just think that she needs to get help. Um, yeah. Fifty cents is a whole different story, so I'm never going to go there. Okay. Um, but I think that she she obviously has substance abuse issues. Um, she's been struggling with on the show with, too, right? Uh, you know, on the show, and you know, just she's been in and out of rehab for the past four or five years. Mm. But I think that you know, I think it's an ongoing issue, and I think it's a it's a decision to change not only your habits but your environment. So some people deal with their entire lives because they don't make those changes that are necessary. I'm just, you know, hopefully we can all send her positive love and energy that she can make decisions that she needs to make so she can live a healthier lifestyle and get and get healthy. Yeah. Chica? Uh, I just find it amazing that these people, when they come into our lives, some of them, we know them for an art form. Like, she is a beautiful singer. Mm-hmm. And her legacy is now changing. It's turning into something else due to, you know, her lifestyle, how she's living, some of the choices she's made, and we're watching her spiral. Uh, what I thought probably would have been nice as a king, a strong black man, an alpha male like 50 Cent, you know, that's another queen and she's in trouble. Mm-hmm. Why not reach out to her and help her? Your exactly. lawsuit can still stand. She can still owe you, but as a human being, you know, of us being of the same race <laughs> and you're both in the same industry, why don't you help your sister out? You don't have to pick her all the way up or at least keep her from falling. Yeah. It's like kicking her while she's down. Head. Kicking her while she's down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would me personally, I'd say, Okay, that's cool. Let me take you to rehab. Let me let me be the one to facilitate this for you. Mm-hmm. I'll pay for it or whatever. Yeah, I hope she does get the help she needs. And, you know, the fact when things like this happen publicly, it makes you sometimes face, the fact that she's um, a celebrity, it makes you face your problems. Hopefully just she'll get the help and this will be something that gets her towards her sobriety. Um, But, yeah, definitely got thoughts with her. So, LeVar Ball, uh, you know, he's um, the father um, of Lonzo. So, you know, he was on ESPN, um, which he appears on regularly. Um, on a show called First Take, and he was talking. They're having a debate about his son being traded um, to New Orleans Pelicans, and so he was in a discussion with Stephen A. Smith and Molly Crum, who's also on the show. And so Molly asked him, "Can we switch gears?" And he responded, "You can switch gears with me anytime." And so after the show. She was upset by that and went to the executives, and so they banned him from being on ESPN. There's been this back and forth, but you know, 50 50 split. People are saying, well, he really didn't say anything inappropriate because he's saying he didn't admit nothing sexual. He released it through his, um, his, his uh, team the next day. There was nothing sexual about it. Um, he didn't mean it like that. Switching gears means changing subjects, and that's what I was talking about. And so, but a lot of people are saying, no, that was inappropriate, saying what he said to her. And so he was, over the weekend, he was, uh, you know, the camera crew came up to him and asked him what were his thoughts on being banned from ESPN. He said, ESPN can't ban me. I don't work for them. He said, I have my own show, 
And uh, I, I stay by what I said. I did not mean anything sexual to her. He said, the only time I would, I would hit on her is if she broke in my house. He was being funny. So do you think those comments were sexually inappropriate, Miss Parker, as a woman? I don't think so. I think he, I think he's kind of being judged by his previous actions. Mm. I think sometimes our previous behavior show up before we do. Yeah. Um, show up before the message that we're trying to give currently shows up and it has people on edge and already in a, a defensive um, uh, uh, mode. And I think with the new sensitivity surrounding the yeah. movement, women are more on guard. Um, uh, open to say not not on guard, but, but open to say, "Hey, that was offensive." Mm-hmm. But I think that that could have been something that could have been sorted out between two adults. Right. Um, I think she could have had a conversation. You know what challenges me and really uh, it really kind of bothers me as an adult: people who have issues having difficult conversations. It's like you're we're an adult. What is the other person going to do to you? Right. Yeah. You know what I mean, like. I don't know. Maybe because I'm not like that, I struggle to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that it could have been, and I don't think that necessarily was even a, a, a challenging conversation. It could have been like, hey, when you said that, I took it to mean this way. I'm hoping that's not what you mean since we're in a professional environment. Can we talk about it? Maybe she could have had her representative in the station there. He could have had a representative there so he feels comfortable. And it could have been sorted out. I think everything just get blown away, blown blown out of proportion because people don't communicate mm. and when you don't communicate there's a lot of assumptions that are made um but i don't think it had to get this big i don't i don't I, just reading what he said didn't sound like it was a sexual thing he meant you can switch you know the, the topic whenever you want to mm-hmm. saying that this is your platform you can this is your show right um, yeah 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 so. Mm-hmm. so at my job, uh, we just got a new overhaul of the rules and regulations as it relates to misconduct. And the new rule states, no matter what your intention is, if the intention is that of the person, then that's the reality of it. So if she perceived that it was sexual, if she worked at my job, I don't know if ESPN has the same policy, but if she worked at my job, if she perceived that to have been a sexual statement, then it's a sexual statement, and he could lose his job. Mm-hmm. And that's how it goes. Yeah. So, I mean, if that's the case and she perceived it that way, then – but something tells me that in this situation, somebody wanted him to go anyway because that could have been worked that's out. That's kind of what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like, too. Because if they really wanted him on the show, they would have pulled her aside and they would have worked it out. Yeah. So this is the situation. What can we do to square this up? What needs to happen? Yeah. Or what can we do for you? If they really wanted to keep him. Well, yeah, and I kind of I agree with Ms. Parker. Like, it could have been a simple conversation where she pulled him to the side after the show or had a representative do it. And then he could have just went, went back on the air and said, you know, I think my comment was taken out of, you know, taken, taken out of context and I want to apologize. And it would have been done. You know what I mean? And they could have moved on. But even 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 if she really didn't want to have the conversation and she was, was dead set on how she felt about it and ESPN really wanted to keep him, they would have worked that out. Right. They would have squashed that somehow mm-hmm. so that he would stay. They wanted him to go. Okay. All right, well, our last story is very crazy. Okay. So 
A Florida man decided to scatter his stool all over a Miami courtroom, and the judge was his target. 33-year-old Doreen's Philidor, who was currently on trial, was sitting in a wheelchair next to a Miami uh, Dade Circuit judge, Lisa Welsh, before closing arguments on Friday when he reportedly cast feces in her direction. Uh, Philidor's response during the ordeal, he yelled, it's protein, it's good for you. Fortunately, oh his stool missed the judge, but witnesses, some witnesses were hit with it. One witness, Alan Rios, he told reporters, it was intense. The correction officers and police officers were swarming, like 60 of them. They told everyone to leave uh, and you couldn't go back in because it was a hazardous area. After the law enforcement swarm Philidor, uh, the trial was moved to another room so that the courtroom could be sanitized. According to the Miami Herald, closing arguments in the trial were set to begin after a lunch break, but uh, Philidor defecated and smeared all over himself and the holding cell he was in. On Friday, he was acquitted of the original burglary charge, but will remain in jail as he waits another trial in the grand uh, theft auto case. No, no word on whether he will get uh, charges for throwing the feces. What in the world is wrong with people? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that gonna help your case? I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Yes. Some talk about that case. In Florida, some guy pulled up in a random driveway, opened his car door, Papa Squat took a dump, and got back to his car. <laughs> <laughs> what? They said it was the Florida people. <laughs> they call Florida crazies. My oh. friend just posted it. And it's a video. He pulls up. Oh, my car. God. He squat right there. He takes it down. Got back in his car. He backed up. <laughs> I don't even think he wiped his butt. <laughs> he said, he said, and I don't have to go right now. <laughs> wow. So, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm so analytical, and I like to pick things apart. So I want to know, like, when he went into court, did he, did, was that his plan? He was like, I'm going to Yeah, he planned that. No. Like, I'm going <laughs> Like, was it fresh? Like, did you just take a dump as you walked in? Was Premeditated. It walked in? Were you in yeah, your smelling? How do you know you were going to be able to go? <laughs> right. right? I, think so. I think it's something that he thought about once he started feeling like he had to go. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> or did you just get mad and come up with it on the spot? Like, how did that happen? It's disgusting. And how did they let him dig in his pants to go get it? Right. Mental illness. Well, Miss Parker, as always, thank you for hot topics. Have a wonderful week. Welcome back, and uh, we'll all talk on Monday. Check out CM movie reviews. Yes, sir. All right, right back after this. Good night, guys. All right.
Stephen Knight Show. Now, hip-hop may still dominate the current Billboard charts, but every now and then, again, we are introduced to an R&B artist who has the perfect tone, style, and groove, and that becomes a promise of a stardom. And Keith Jacobs is that artist. His current single, Saucy, from his forthcoming still-untitled disc, which is due out in October, is already creating national attention. Please help me welcome someone you need to know. Keith Jacobs, welcome to the show. Hey, man, thank you guys for having me, man. This is a vibe, man. I appreciate the energy. We definitely, definitely appreciate you taking time out your schedule. I mean, 
You have so much going on. Let's start from the beginning. How did you get involved in music? When did you know that this is what you wanted to do? Man, so I've been doing music pretty much all my life. You know, it started off kind of uh, as a chore, and uh, I was forced into that youth choir at church. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> just to avoid, to avoid getting in trouble with my parents, you know. Uh, but that, that kind of spawned into something a little great, you know. Yeah. I, I fell in love with it. So music has always been close to me you know uh, right. but for me it was when I went to uh, went to college okay to Southern University out there in Baton Rouge man yeah that's when I I really felt the love for the art of music and the the making music kind of fell, fell together you know um, so for me I, I will always say I'm not a singer by any means but my art is uh, is my story my storytelling of my music and, and my understanding of how the mirror emerged the two most definitely. Now you're from originally from Houston, Texas. Like you said, you went to school at uh, at Southern University, and you said that growing up it was more of a chore, you know, being in the choir. I know we were all forced to do that when we were kids. <laughs> but what, what was it that when you went yeah. to school that made you fall in love with it and and, and you know figure out how you were going to contribute to the industry? So it was just basically just the the art of performing, right? Like when mm. I when I saw how uh, people were captivated by what I was doing yeah. and understanding that it, it's more than just singing a song a good way. It's about everything that goes into and embodies the music, you know, because a lot of time, man, some of the best singers never make it. But, That's but true. it's more so about uh, what you're doing and how you, you're living and being in the music. So for, for me, it was, it was the art of making it and living and being the music. You know, at, at Southern, I was able to develop and understand my sound a little bit more yeah, and understand yeah. how I fit into this this thing called R&B culture, you know? Right, yeah. Uh, and, and so fr from there, uh, I understand my place and my role, and now it's, it's my responsibility comes to make sure that I, I'm sticking to my truth and, and telling my truth and sharing that with the world. Most definitely, most definitely. Now, you'll be performing, uh, what, next week, I guess, um, at the House of Blues back in Houston. How's it feel like to be back home you know, performing there at such a legendary place. Man, it, it's a it's a vibe, bro. So yeah. for me, always uh, we're actually performing at uh, my tour that we we're putting on here okay. uh, in the southern region called if, if it don't feel like '90s R&B. All right, so, uh, I like it already. So what we're bringing out, bringing out uh, the superstar Maya is mm. actually my birthday celebration. Okay, you know? so yeah. it's gonna be a vibe. But for, for me, it's, it's always about man, like man, doing stuff that. Is uh, true and authentic. Most know? definitely. So I was born and raised on the uh, on nineties R and B yeah, music culture, yeah. and uh, my my music personifies that. You know, and it speaks to that. And uh, be able to do that on that stage and to celebrate nineties uh, R and B that way. You know, yeah. and uh, kind of showcase that. Man, uh, it's, it's going to be a vibe, man. It's going to be a great feeling to do that. I'm sorry, I'm gonna miss it, man. I'm jealous already. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but you know what I'm really excited about for you that you'll be performing at this year's Essence Music Festival in uh, New Orleans. I mean, yeah. you'll be on the stage uh, Saturday, July 6th. I mean, yeah. that's such a legendary event. You know, artists of all types, uh, caliber, gonna perform. What do, what do you what do you hope to contribute to that? Man. I being my authentic self. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Again, uh, lo looking at it from, from bird's eye view, like, this, it can be overwhelming sometimes. Right, you know? yeah. And I'm like, man, this is this is really happening, you mm -hmm. know? 
uh, and that's when the, the nervousness gets maybe set in. But for me, it's like, man, I'm here for a reason. And right. So now I got a, I got a responsibility to make sure that when I'm given a stage and I'm given a chance to, to showcase what God has blessed me with, yeah. that I'm doing that uh, with authenticity and I'm doing and I'm focused just on that. So uh, for me, I'm going to get on there. I'm going to give him my all. Do what you and, do. Uh, I'm going to leave it all on the stage. You know yeah, yeah. So for you, what, what do you enjoy better or is it do you enjoy equally creating the music or performing the music oh man it, it's the creation so, yeah yeah uh i'm a, i'm a cancer and i really don't okay. believe in the astrology and stuff but it people always tell me that it holds true so my birthday is june 29th you know next oh week, yeah uh, mm-hmm. so ha- happy early birthday we, the tournament Most definitely. Start, has already started you know what I'm saying? <laughs> i ain't but, mad uh, at you i ain't mad people at you. always tell me that i'm super emotional but it's only through my music you know what i'm saying yeah. so uh I, I i i hold all those feelings in and my canvas is created when i'm you know and that's my therapy so uh and and too like the way that i record i record and I, or i create mm-hmm. in i might just have uh, a good two months where i go through 20 songs and that'll be it for me and i transition to focusing on the, the live show or pushing and doing everything else that, that comes with the, the hustle and the hustle and the grind of the music. But that, that is my therapy. And once I get it out, man, it's it just, it's powerful to look back and say, man, that shit really happened. That, yeah. That really happened. Okay, yeah. Okay, now I, I understand that now, you know, most definitely. And I, and I heard that you, you, you speak about you creating the music, but that you, you know, you think it's, it, it's, it's good. I mean, you, 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 Push people to be vulnerable and authentic in their relationships and and all that, and it comes out in your music. Can you talk about that? Yeah, man. So, and I feel like that's what's missing right now in today's industry. You know, yeah. uh, and I, I'm really big on I'm seeing the shift of music again. You mm-hmm. know, and and we're hearing it really be personified throughout the rap culture right now, which is now the new pop culture. Which is crazy, rap, right? You know, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I, but, but it, it, I, I understand why, because it, it, it engulfs and it enthralls so much uh, music. Like yeah. the rappers now, uh, they are using melodies, they're using harmony. Exactly, yeah. And R&B and, and rap is really, they, they're, cross, they're crossing so much that you, you can't really tell who's doing what now. Exactly. Which, which is cool, but... Uh, I love it that it's going back to a way where uh, music really has meaning and mm-hmm. it has substance. Yep. And uh, it has character of uh, the 90s R&B where you, it was okay to be vulnerable. Right. It was okay to showcase you feel yeah. that way, good and bad, and to be true with yourself. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just listened to Saucy and, I mean, bruh. Tell us about Saucy. Tell us, tell us, uh, you know, <laughs> how the process of creating it and, and what what you want people to hear when they, when we play it after this. Man, so for me being from Houston, Texas, born and raised, yeah. I, I grew up during the, the screw culture, but mm-hmm. I, I understood music and I digested music a little differently, you know? Right. Uh, and my music speaks that. I, I, I can't shake Houston because I, I, I'm a product of it. So yeah. for me, the person who's never been here in Houston, mm-hmm. I understand what it's like to to ride slow or to to ride in uh in a two seater drop top, you know, to right. ride on the freeway, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. that's what I want to represent, you know, and and understand. And we we do this, 
And this is somewhere where the best music is really made and pushed out at. It happens right here in our backyard. Most definitely. You know, my, my college best friend, He's from. he was from Houston. and uh, Well, he's from Houston. And, you know, he went to school with me in Virginia. And then he went on to uh-huh. grad school in Boston. But guess what he, he had to go back home to? He had to go back to Houston. That's what yeah. he said. He can't leave yeah. that community. That's just his. That's yeah, you know. And, and then and then Houston music is on the rise. Like a, a lot of times, um, our Houston culture, music culture specifically, is changing so much. But, but right. from the Travis Scotts to the Meg Thee Stallion, mm-hmm. that that's just uh, the surface level, man. We have so many talented artists yeah. in Houston that yeah. it's it's really a melting pot and a plethora of. Uh, just talent out here, but so to be a, a, amongst that, you know, uh, during this kind of this, this time, and it, it's, it's powerful. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. So your your it's untitled, but your your uh, album is coming out in October. What can we expect at this point? Yep. And uh, I really can't go too much into it because we're buttoning it up right, right now. Right. Yeah. It's gonna be a vibe. It's yeah. gonna be a vibe. It's gonna be a situation, you know. Uh, it's gonna be be prepared, you know. It's, it's, it's gonna be some deep cut, you know. Uh, uh-huh. But it's gonna, I'm expecting it to really do some some good stuff here uh, and be some good music, man. That's, that's good for the soul, right? Uh, yeah. In all aspects, man. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm excited about it because I get to share uh, my thoughts and my outlook and, and, and my truth with you guys, man. So I'm excited about that. Most definitely. And how will you know for yourself? How will you know it's ready? It's ready. We're, we, we're done. The songs are ready. Let's get it out there. How will you know that? Uh, I think it's like, like Pusha T said, man, when you, when you know, you know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so I just feel like we're, we're almost there, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because for me, uh, like, like, again, I want to basically continue to reiterate, like, I love being vulnerable through my music, you know. Yeah, so yeah. The, the surface level stuff, like saucy man, that that's quick and easy and it's cool. I I love it, mm-hmm. you know. But I gotta make sure that uh, my bread and butter is on the the deep deep cut. So once I I go through my my therapy therapy uh, session of creating, right? You know, yeah, uh-huh. I feel like I got it. I, I feel comfortable with it, man. Keith Jacobs, man. Tell us where we can keep up with you on social media, website. Where, where, where's the best way to know what you have going on? Keep up with you. Absolutely, man. We got a lot of stuff going on right now. Uh, I, I, actually, guys, just follow me on Instagram at this is Keith Jacobs. This is Keith Jacobs. Uh, that's where you can stay up to date and everything we got going on, man, because right now we're riding the wave, right? And it's, it's, it's moving fast, you know? Yeah, and you got a lot of followers, too. When I when I checked y'all on Instagram, I said, oh, yeah, he's doing it. He's doing it. Again, the hey, album. It's light work, man. It's light work. We try to stay consistent with it, bro. That's Most definitely. I ain't, look, I ain't mad at you. <laughs> but the single, the single is saucy. Everybody check it out. We're going to be playing it next Keith Jacobs, thank you, man, for joining us. And I can hear the excitement in your man. voice, so I'm excited for you. And I wish you nothing but success. Yeah. And kill it out there at man, uh, Essence. <laughs> hey, all love, man. I appreciate you guys for having me, man. Most definitely. Well, listen, again, our thanks goes to Keith Jacobs. For more information, go to our website, thestephenisshow.com. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> Moving slow, I'm 45, yeah we catching vibes 
hit my line. Roger Clementine, sweet like lemon lime. Put in work, put in time. Tryna to ignore the sign. What's your sign? What's your type? You like boats, you like flies. I just, I just wanna know ya. Let me hold ya. She like any with the cola. So rockin' soda. Southwest Lake, Texas soldier. But she shows up. Yeah, my baby, she shuts it down. She's so 90s, yeah. Uh, 
and I am the boss, so how you gon' bust a mob? Uh, Skeeter O'Neal, now that's what I call a lob. Uh, covered with one of them, that's what I call a prob. I've been scooping in the Lambo. Pitching on my block while I'm the landlord. Pay your fee, that's what I stand for. I play the key, you take shots like the backboard. Uh, the day I punched in, I was born on a job. Uh, now the inside guts look like corn on the cob. Uh, food on the plate, guess you the dinner meal. Bowling like Cinefield. Please get this kid a meal. Product, product, cooking in the bando. Product, product, cooking in the bando. I whip it up in the pot, I'm getting rid of them old. I whip it up in the pot, I'm getting rid of them old. Product, product, cooking in the bando. Product, product, cooking in the bando. I whip it up in the pot, I'm getting rid of them old. I whip it up in the pot, I'm getting rid of them old. I gave them more than they can ask for Big stick, similar to Jim Doug and Axel Big whips, call me Esau Yeah, I'm that boy SV, call him Escobar With them tracks, boy Uh, I can't say sorry, I make you fellows mad Uh, and you can't stop me, I'm like a yellow cab Uh, and just for that, I might cop the yellow jag Uh, I never left, but it's like you could tell them back Got about to 20 on the dashboard With a cup of Henny, that's the crash course For the drop, I keep a mask for And the clock, like I shop with the task force Uh, I'm making my name, you should call me monumental Uh, I studied the best, you can't even find a temple Uh, like I'm tapping them bags, every dime I mention You can't even find a signal, you don't know the grind I mention Product, product, cooking in the bando Product, product, cooking in the bando I whip it up in the pot, I'm getting rid of them old I whip it up in the pot, I'm getting rid of them old Product, product, cooking in the bando Product, product, cooking in the bando I whip it up in the pot, I'm getting rid of them old I whip it up in the pot, I'm getting rid of them old Welcome back to the Stephen Ice Show. Adam, how's it going? It's going well, Stephen. How are you guys? Can't complain. How was the weekend? It was really good. The weather was nice. Uh, went up to the pool for a little bit. Uh, went around town. Uh, had a nice fancy dinner last night. Nice. Uh, so no complaints. That's good. Yeah. Sounds like a good weekend. All right. Yeah, how about you? My weekend was cool. I didn't do a whole lot, but it, I got out a little here and there. It was nice. It was re- relaxing. No oh. change. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. All right, I'll let you and uh, Chicken take away with uh, movie reviews. Sure thing. So I'll start with uh, the number one movie of the box office this past week, which uh, comes to no surprise is Toy Story Four. And as the title suggests, this is the fourth Toy Story movie uh, since the first one appeared twenty-four years ago. And this is a movie that. After you saw the third Toy Story, you figure it was over, and I think the the producers and the directors also thought it was over, but they were able to put in one more story, and it focuses, I don't want to give too much of the storyline away, but it does focus on um, Woody and Buzz and all your favorite toys going kind of uh, on a road trip with the, the, new, the new human that has a, kind of taken over them and owns them now, and 
it involves that story and it goes on an adventure through that where we meet a lot of other characters, a lot of new toys and things like that. And this movie, I mean, all the toy stories have been great and this one does not disappoint. Uh, I think they did a great job. They Pixar, you know, is known for doing original stories and kind of giving you something different than the traditional three act structure that tells you one point two, point three, things like that. And, uh, this, this is the same way. And, there's great guest voices. Uh, Key and Peel are on here. Uh, Tony Hale, um, a few others that you know really uh, impress, and it has its great moments, just like the last three Toy Stories did. And um, I loved it. It was it was great, and it does seem like kind of the end of the story now. We'll see just because how popular it did, but um, yeah, I was a big fan, and I highly recommend if you need a movie to see. This is the one to see. Tim Allen said he cried at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's true. Once you get to that, the last, like the last scene and the last lines. I mean, you feel like, and especially I think for our age group, that kind of, we were, I think, we were old enough. We were a little older than probably the age, you know, maybe a few people, a few years younger than us that would were like really the kids that grew up on Toy Story. But we we were old enough to watch them and grow up with them and. Uh, yeah, it, it's quite a it's quite a scene at the end. Mm. Okay. Mm. So, I saw uh, the old man and the gun. So I saw this actually on HBO. I remember this movie being uh, released, but it was in limited theaters, and I didn't get a chance to see it because it was an indie film. Um, if you know this, this film stars Robert Redford. And if you know anything about Robert Redford, Robert Redford basically is Sundance. Uh, that's a program that he started to highlight and showcase indie films. And every movie that he's been in, I guess, since he started, has been a Sundance film. And um, it actually is a production company, Sundance Production Company, which it is. Anyway, so stars Robert Redford, uh, Casey Affleck. If you don't know who Casey Affleck is, he's been Affleck's younger brother. Uh, who's an Oscar award-winning actor, and um, Danny Glover and Sissy Spacek. So this story is a, a true story about Forrest Tucker. Forrest Tucker is a man who basically was a professional bank robber, and he robbed banks from a youthful age clean until being a senior citizen. And this movie captures... Uh, Forrest Tucker maybe in his last few jobs where he was actually an elderly man uh, still robbing banks and his MO is he's the nicest bank robber that you'll ever encounter because he was so sweet and nice people he was so unassuming and he would just get away with it and he has escaped uh, prisons around the country for years he's always been on the run and this is a true story so Robert Redford plays him and this is actually Robert Redford's last film that's what he's going to act in, and um, he actually won him a Golden Globe. I thought the story was original, and it it was cool, and I, I just couldn't believe in watching it that this is a real story and this is a real man, and him being a senior citizen and the stuff that he was getting away with. And in the, in the film, they go back in time uh, to some of his capers, and it was so neat how they took old films of Robert Redford and was able to use those clips as him being young as if 
you know, it was that character. It was so cool because they did all of basically his outlaw films where he's escaping and running and jumping and getting away over the years, and it was so cool. And this is going to be his last film. So it was just an homage to Robert Redford. I thought it was a cool movie. Robert Redford was one of my, like, my favorite actors. Old school. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely check that out. It, it's it's a good watch. Yeah, yeah. I'll check it out. I, uh, I'm a Redford fan as well. I, you know, when you're talking about his old chase movies like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, mm-hmm. uh, which mm-hmm. kind of was like the big movie that propelled him in the limelight. So he's, he has that kind of going on in this one, and it'll definitely be worth checking out. And I... um. I actually watched the extras to this film just because it interests me so. And um, what I didn't know was Robert Redford, if you look at his films over time, he basically picked outlaw characters in majority of most of his movies simply because he was drawn to those type of people, those type of characters, running away from, not fitting into the confines of. It's very interesting. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, what I've been watching on television, uh, this new series on Showtime called City on a Hill, which stars Kevin Bacon, and um, it's about uh, Boston Police Department and corruption, and they have an FBI agent who is sent in uh, to help the district attorney weed out the corruption in the city of Boston um, by any means necessary. And it's it's really, really interesting. And they talk about how um, the police force used to be uh, pre-FBI um, insert and then coming down hard on it. And some of the officers are finding it uh, very difficult to adapt and walk the straight and narrow. So very, very interesting. And this is based on reality as well. Um, again, it's called City on the Hill and it's on Showtime. Um, Big Little Lies on HBO, of course. It's, they're still killing it. Like Meryl Streep is is, is I, I don't think she's of this earth. Like the way that she acts <laughs> is just so realistic. Like she's not from here. She she can't be. Yeah. She's so excellent on this show as um she plays if if you haven't watched Big Little Lies, uh spoiler alert, she plays the dead husband's wife and she wants to know answers as to why he died. And she's not taking in or believing anything that anyone's telling her. So she's being nice about it, but she's getting to the heart of matter. And she's going by to each person one by one and reading them for the filth. And it's so nice. Like, I love Camaro when she's catty and bad. I love it. it um, a, check inter- that out. It's interesting, TK. I, was, I had uh, breakfast with my um, boss this morning after a meeting. And she watches that show, and she can't stand Meryl Streep's character. <laughs> She said she can't stand it. Yeah, because she makes you dislike uh-huh. her. That's she said. She you, but she, Meryl is so good at it, though. Uh-huh. She's so uh-huh. good at it. Yeah, she can't stand that character. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so that's on HBO. Uh, another show on HBO, which blew me away first episode, is this new show, Euphoria. And it's about um, basically the teenagers of today. And I think that, I mean, the content is, is really, really deep. So I wouldn't recommend watching it with your child unless you have a child that you want to have full disclosure with. But I do believe it could be educational and things for you to talk about or maybe for you to watch and then go talk to your child because this is what's going on with the youth of today. And it's real. That's why it's here. It's, it's truth. The drug use, the sex, the, the criminality, 
all the things that are going on with this youth that the adults are turning a blind eye to. You know, kids at, you know, 13, 14 years old needing to go into rehab because they've been on drugs for years at 13, 14, 15 years old. Like, this is crazy. That's ridiculous. You know, how the kids get the drugs. You know, how they're drinking alcohol. Why are they able to purchase alcohol? Where is it coming from? Like, all of this stuff is in this show. And this girl is struggling uh, with a learning disability and she's struggling to cope with life. And it's about her and her cipher of friends around her and surrounding school and her home life. It's, it's really, really um, I please urge you to, to watch it, check it out, let me know what you think, and please share on social media with me. I'm in love with the show. It's my brand new passion. Um, there's a show, a uh, second season on Netflix called Dark. Uh, the first season was phenomenal, and it's about time travel. But the show itself is very hardcore and it's very dark. Uh, there are no light moments in it. It's a hardcore drama, and it's, it's, and it's a German uh, show, but they dubbed it over in English, so you don't have to read any subtitles. It's just talking in English, which I think is cool, so you don't have to, you know, avert your eyes from, you know, what's going on in the feed to read. Love it. Check it out. Um, Steven, I did check out Murder Mystery. Very good. I actually mm-hmm. laughed out loud a time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was really, really good. Well done. Good production as well. And tonight I'm going to check out, um, I haven't seen the interview that Oprah did with When They See Us. So oh I'm my gosh. That That's good. And I will talk about that next week. That's really good. Oh, uh, well, before I go, there's three movies uh, coming out that I want to see. And it's ironic that they're all kind of horror-related. And it's um, Doctor Sleep, which is the long-awaited sequel to The Shining. We all remember The Shining. Daddy's home, or Jakey's home, whatever he says. Jack Nicholson through the door. <laughs> Here's <Smiling. Johnny. laughs> Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Here's John. Yeah. So <laughs> The Shining is a is a classic, is a Stephen King classic, and it's like an apex of a, a horror movie. And uh, they're finally doing the sequel. Uh, it's called uh, Doctor Sleep. Did you hear about this, Adam? No, not yet. Oh yeah, definitely go on YouTube and watch the trailer. It's it's really really creepy, and you'll see some of the the scenes um, from The Shining incorporated into this movie and I'll give you a hint the lead character is Danny from the first movie the son that grew up you know Red Rome it's him so check it out uh, another movie that I'm looking forward to is called Midsummer, and it's basically about um, this festival that happens every 90 years in Scandinavia and this guy his friend girlfriend are going to this festival in Scandinavia and Stuff gets weird. It gets really, really weird. And yeah, that one looks from a little freaky. Yeah, I saw Heredity, Hereditary, and I gave that a bad rating. I really did because I just, I, I just couldn't connect. Uh, and it's from the same producer. But something about this trailer makes me really want to go see it. So I'm going to step out there on the limb, as, as we talked about earlier. I'm taking a risk, even. Right. I'm taking a risk. Uh-huh. With movie. <laughs> and um, the last one is Annabelle, of course. So yeah, yeah, that's what's on my list. 
Nice. nice. Well, so I I want to see. So yesterday, yeah, that that movie about the alternate universe where the guy uh, creates all the Beatles songs comes out. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. This week that looks like fun. Um, another one is uh, for any Shakespeare fan. They're doing a movie called Ophelia, which is a reimagining of Hamlet, but it's told from Ophelia's perspective. So, um, but uh, Daisy Ridley uh, from the Star Wars stars in it so that that would be an interesting one and then um spider-man far from home uh just in two weeks mm-hmm. so we're back in the uh the marvel cinematic universe after only a few weeks speaking of which chica you're gonna go see an end game being re-released with extra footage that comes out this week probably not probably not i've <laughs> seen, seen it, it like multiple times already yeah i've seen it multiple times already but I, I I don't know if I told you guys. I did post it up on social media, but I'm such a geek. I went and bought two thick encyclopedias. I bought one from DC and <laughs> one from Marvel. And can I tell you, these books are like really big, thick, uh, heavy books with all the Marvel and all the DC content in them, and I cannot wait to absorb it. Nice. nice. Yeah, I just I go on Wikipedia. That's where I learned my stuff. <laughs> Right, but you don't have the illustrations. Yeah, I know that's, that's it. true. It's not the same. It's not the same. But yeah, yeah, that's it for us, Stephen. All right. Well, as always, thank you for letting us know what to spend our money on, what not to. Hope you have a great week. We'll talk again next Monday. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Right back after this. Showing me my past My heart belongs in your grass I only see you underneath your light I can't survive without your kiss My life dripping from your lips I'm nowhere found by your side It feels like time slow down and every breath is getting longer I feel my heart sinking to the ground and every weakness is getting stronger and as I'm falling I can feel you lift me up underneath you and this every touch How you take my love and bring it back to life You bring it back to life I feel your fire burn underneath my skin And it's every touch How you take my love and bring it back to life You bring it back to life And I'm breathing in every single sound you make Making my heart beat If your soul is all I see It's like the rest of the world is not there It feels like time slows down And every breath is getting longer I feel my 
heart sinking to the ground And every weakness is getting stronger And as I'm falling I can feel you lift me up underneath your wings And it's every touch how you take my love and bring it back to life You bring it back to life Fire burn underneath my skin And it's every touch How you take my love and bring it back to life You bring it back to life And as I'm falling down I feel you lift me up Underneath your wings And it's every touch How you take my love and bring it back to life You bring it back to life I feel your fire burn underneath my skin and this every touch how you take my love and bring it back to life you bring it back to Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Janelle, how's it going? Great. How are you? I cannot complain. Cannot complain. You have a good weekend? I did. Yeah, I really did. That was our first movie. Oh, good. So what do you see? Yeah. Toy Story. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. I was excited about that. Yeah. Did he yeah. like it? He did. Well, parts he saw, he was, you know, moving all the right. way. Right. <laughs> exactly. Fortunately, there weren't a lot of people in there. So, oh, God. <laughs> like, kids. Yeah. Down. <laughs> yeah, so. That's funny. That's well, that's good. That's good. I'll let you take it away. And they got some good stuff for us. I do, actually, and I just want to go ahead and give everybody a heads up that, um, of course, in July weekend is next weekend, so a lot of people are saving themselves for next weekend. But I was able to find a lot of good stuff um, for everyone, but you know, still not what I'm used, what you guys are used to. So I'll just go ahead and dive right in. Um, we're in the final hours of Saks Fifth Avenue office of the Saks Fifth Avenue office sale. If you shop there now, you can get 40% off of your purchase. Um, and if you're shopping online, you have to use the mystery checkout at, at um, I'm sorry, mystery at checkout. Uh, today is the last day to shop Famous Footwear and get $10 off of your purchase, $10 off your purchase of $50 or more. And if you are shopping online, you have to use the code SUMMERDEAL at checkout. Express is having a sale, and if you shop there now, you can get up to 70% off of select styles. Uh, if you download the Bloomingdale's app, you can get $15 off of your next purchase. There are some exclusions that apply, but pretty much they will let you purchase just about anything. Uh, Banana Republic is having a sale, and if you shop there now, you can get an extra 50% off of their sales style. Old Navy, which is also uh, you know a sister company to Banana Republic, they're having a sale, and if you shop there now, you can get up to 75% off of your clearance items. The Limited is also having a sale, and if you shop there now, you can get uh, you can get summer sale summer items starting at just 19.99. Uh, J Crew is giving everyone an extra 40% off of sale styles. So if you shop there now, you can go ahead and take a, take advantage of that deal. Um, if you are shopping online, you have to use code BIG at checkout. 
true religion is having a sale. Um, and if you shop there, you can get 40% off of their sale files. And last but not least, Carter's is having a sale. They're, they always do, you know, they always have a sale. But today they're giving door busters flip-flops and tees starting at just $4. Oh, wow. Giving away clothes. <laughs> they are. They are. <laughs> so but they... just keep in mind there will be a lot of stuff next week. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yep, yep. And they, they can find us at BudgetShopAholic.com, correct? They surely can. All right. Well, thank you as always, and have a great week. Okay. All right. All right. Right back after this. Love, 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 love. 
This is Beverly Peel, and you're listening to The Stephen Knight Show. Well, that's our show. I want to thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Special shout-out to Keith uh, Jacobs for joining us. Check out his new single, Saucy. Have a great week, and we'll talk again next Monday. Peace and good night. Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com. Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com.